0: Welcome into the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast, and we are brought to you on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and presented by WinBet. About $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. All right, welcome into another Thursday edition of the Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host today, hostess with the most is just a little, a little change up between Dave and I at FF Bourbon Dude on Twitter. I am joined by at Dynasty Dorks, Dave. Dave, how you doing, bud? Doing good, man. It's uh it's Thursday. Mixed feelings
1: about Thursday night football. I'll be honest. I, with so many freaking leagues, I I, I am a little like just scrambling just to make sure um, I got on my lineup set and things like that, you know, um, but it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. This, these are two very exciting teams. The dolphins are, are probably the biggest surprise as far as being the, one of the only three and O teams. Um, the bangles, uh, the super bowl hangover is real. And yeah, so is. they were a lot of analytics. Uh, people were very uh, down on the Bengals this year and said that they were quote unquote, very lucky last year um, from an analytics standpoint. And it, it's, You know, we talked about the offensive line last week. And, and, you know, no matter how much money you spend on the offensive line, the number one factor is continuity. And so this offensive line, I think, is going to get better and better as the season goes on. They have good pieces, but they've just not played together. And with, you know, with the shortened preseason, with everything, you'll see more. And, uh, you know, as long as they can stay healthy, this should definitely be a better offensive line than they put out in the Super Bowl. It's just going to take some time,
0: so people need to just be patient. Oh, for sure. For sure. And uh, I mean, even the eye test watching the Bengals last season, you could kind of tell, you know, do they do they really belong? Uh, those explosive plays are not sustainable. So, I, I mean, we kind of say it will it'll be a good game tonight. I'm curious to see. Hey, I'm like you. I'm in too many. I got to set my lineups on Tuesday and then whatever players are questioning, I got to I set a reminder in my phone. On Thursday morning, while I'm drinking my cup of coffee, checking my work email to go in and move some guys around, uh, and then the game time decision, I've just got to hopefully not miss it. I haven't, I haven't made a mistake this season. It has definitely bit me in the butt uh, last year and the year before that for sure. Though, look, I'm sipping on a on a little old fashioned. I smoked it. I'm using some chili bitters. I'm excited. I'm ready to get into this. And look, we. We had a special guest last week. We talked Debbie with Debbie underscore Kane last uh, our last podcast on Monday. And we kind of skipped our new segment on Mondays. So I'm going to bring us right back into that segment. And that is that beautiful quiz. Let's get to it. Uh, it just gets me going every time I hear that music. Ready, I'm ready. I got to love it. All right, then we're going to make this one kind of quick. I got two players for you. The first one we're going to look at, the running back position. And this individual finished number one among running backs in week three in rushing yards above expected. So this guy got more rushing yards than he should have, given the analytics, out of all the running backs in week one. He is also not the identified starter for his football team. And he was the number one. This is going to give it away. The number one overall running back in week three. That's Khalil Herbert. Beautiful. I love it when we get these right. It makes us look good. It makes us look smart, right? There we All right. Go. So he Khalil did, Her- did not slip me the answer before the show. I did not. Not no. I try not to do that, right? It makes for a good show. So where are we at with Khalil Herbert? We expect to see him at least start this week, maybe two weeks, depending on how David Montgomery's high ankle sprain and everything else goes. So where are you at with Khalil Herbert from a dynasty perspective?
1: Yeah, post four, uh, post week four drug test for Brad probably coming in. Uh, I loved, I loved it this offseason. The the punter had an eighty yard punt, and then he got
0: random, random for a drug test. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> What what, Where are we at with Khalil Herbert from a dynasty (laughs) perspective, right? There was a lot of hype coming into the season around how the the coaching staff thought he fit the offense a little better, but we saw David Montgomery start the season. So where are we at now that we might see a little bit of an opportunity for her? Yeah, so
1: if you go go back, roll the tape back two episodes ago, I said, you know, trade David Montgomery. And the week before, I talked about how Khalil Herbert, the rumors were all offseason that Khalil Herbert was a better fit on this offense. And then uh, I, I got, you know, humbled because David Montgomery went for like 150 yards and he literally was like the entire offense. And I'm like, okay, okay. But the next week I said, you know, you go in and trade this guy just because you can't expect him to get that kind of production. And he literally had like 65% of the touches of the entire offense. And then what happens the next week? He gets hurt and Khalil Herbert looked good. And he gets my giants this week. It's not the Softest matchup, but it's not, you know, they're not a top five defense by any means. And, um, Montgomery looks like he's at least going to miss one week. So, from a dynasty perspective and from a redraft perspective, it's tough with these guys when they have blow up weeks. You really can't go and try to tra- trade for Khalil Herbert because they're, no matter what, the, the person that rostered him is just going to be like, this guy was the number one running back all last week. Did you hear what Brad said? Most, oh, yeah, most above. <laughs> Uh, most above expected uh, point total. So uh, these guys, you know, these these fantasy, fantasy owners are, are you know, they're not quick to sell these guys on a high note. So you're probably going to have to wait if you want to go and, and get Khalil Herbert. I did get him this week on a throw-in on a trade. But if you're going to get someone like Khalil Herbert, that's how you get Khalil Herbert. You don't go and say how much for Khalil Herbert because they're going to try to trade you as if David Montgomery just fell off the face of the earth. Yep. They're going to say, I need, I need a first, need a, a high second, that kind of thing. He's probably more of a low second, a high third, because he could eventually take more of the, the work from Dave Montgomery. He looks better. And even last year, going back to last year, he looked, he looked better. Um, and that not even is a, a dig on Montgomery, really, because Montgomery looked pretty good, too. You look you know, week at, two, he had a
0: great week, right? If you look yeah. at
1: yards after contact, you look at you look at um, expected Broken yards, tackles. you know, created yards. Every like he's he's good too. So like the running backs are good in the, for the Bears, and um, but Dave Montgomery, you know, coming on a contract year, we'll talk about that more. But Khalil Herbert is someone you do want to invest in, and I think you may just have to wait a little bit because this could be a rocky situation this year.
0: Yep, for sure. All right, let's get into our second. Quiz question of the day. And our last one before we move on to our next segment. I'm a wide receiver who led all wide receivers in my team's target air yard percentage. The whole league among the wide receiver position. I've had over 100 receiving yards in both of my last two games. And I was a top... I'm currently a top 12 fantasy wide receiver. And...
1: Dave recently turned down a trade and was kind of regretting it. Zay Jones.
0: Ooh, no, not quite. Amari Cooper. Oh, Amari really? Cooper led the NFL in target air yards percentage. Now, look, a lot of people were down on Amari Cooper saying, look, this guy's not going to perform what Jacoby said. He was inconsistent in Dallas. He was inconsistent in, Los- in then Oakland. And here we are in Cleveland with Jacoby Brissett as the quarterback, and we're seeing very good production from Amari Cooper. Is this something that you think is sustainable in the long term with Jacoby Brissett? And will that chemistry follow when Deshaun Watson takes over at the helm in week 13?
1: It, it could. Um, so, you know, one thing, if you're doing any type of analysis or even just being a fantasy football player in general, don't get stuck on take lock. Like, and redraft don't get stuck on like I draft this guy in the fifth round. So I have to keep him. like eventually you got to get rid of. I'm not a big Cooper guy. I've I've just never, never been a fan of, of. I don't like guys that are really up and down. And And Cooper, other than that one season for the Raiders, he's been up and down a lot, partly due to injury, but he does kind of go away when he faces premier corners. But he's been good this year and he's the only show in town. He's got a very good target share. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's only going to get better when Deshaun Watson gets in there. So if you can go find someone that's like me, that's not a huge Cooper fan, and they might give you a fair value for him, just because, you know, like we're trying to sell high, just don't go. I wouldn't go and spend a whole lot on, on Amari Cooper. He's, for me, I, I still go back to the inconsistency. And even though we had two weeks in a row, um, we'll see, but I, I'm still... I think it's my perspective is a lot better than it was
0: three weeks ago. You're such a Debbie Downer for Amari Cooper. And I'm the complete opposite. I've got my, as you called it on Monday, my orange and brown colored glasses on. Look, I liked Amari Cooper a long time ago. I think he is one of the best route runners in the league. The guy can get open at all levels. Um, And I don't, I really just don't buy into that. He's inconsistent thing. Uh, So we'll see. It's a it's a long season. You know, it's only really a two game sample size with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, but I do think this is the guy who's kind of the only target in town, to be completely honest with you. And we saw David and Joku get a little involved, but I love what you're seeing out of Amari Cooper and really even Jacoby Brissett, which we're not gonna, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole, but it's looking pretty good. But we're running a little long, so we're going to kick in to our next segment, which is going to be the dynasty this Or that. And they are brought by Win. Thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time for new customers who bet $100 to get a free $100 bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open for 24 hours a day where you can get 100% deposit bonus of up to $1,000. WinBet is live in a number of states Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. Plus, WinBet has their own same game parlay feature. Just click on the game that you like, select build your own bet, and start building that monster parlay. There's so many things to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone, you know, has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. When Brad reads
1: those states, that doesn't sound, isn't there a song in the song that sounds like that? Um, <laughs> let's talk about promo guide us. It's the best place to go. If you're interested in plus EV betting strategies, they've got daily updates on odd boosts, huge cash bonuses, from all the major sports books, and they've got a VIP Discord that puts puts you even deeper. Um, plus, EV analytics right at your fingertips. Uh, I gotta say, when, when looking at the daily promo updates, they're some of the most informative in the game. They don't simply tell tell you what team is probable to win, but where you'll get the best odds and how to track down and cash in big and c- on constantly changing promotions. If you're not ready using math, if you're not already using mathematical Models to help you win your, with your picks, you're missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And the best part of all is that Promo Guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed, better betting community. Go to PromoGuy.us and check out their 100 tracked, transparent, and proven method for betting for betting smarter. So make sure you check out PromoGuys.us.
0: Look at look at take it to the hizzy going going to that song you're talking about and look. This is this is unacceptable i'm gonna I'm gonna cover the screen with my browns uh coaster that I'm using right now amari cooper is not gonna be hurting anybody's feelings you know what he's gonna hurt he's gonna hurt your bench because you're gonna be too scared to put him in your lineup when you should have but anyway let's move on we do have a listener question as well which i find kind of amusing It's from one sharp shark he says Aloha I'm a longtime listener first time caller I'm in an SGP and dynasty league and took Justin Mark in the fifth round last year. I'm tempted to use a keeper on him, but at the same time, I feel like that's more or less fair market value. And maybe I'd get be better off using a keeper on an unproven, but extremely talented up and comer, like Talon Jenkins who I got a song and a whistle in the 12th round who would love to hear your thoughts. Thanks again. I'll hang up and listen. Look. J Mark is my boy. My name is FF bourbon, dude, J Mark and Miranda host old fashioned football where they talk bourbon and old fashions. I'm going with keeping J Mark. It, it just makes sense to me, Dave. Where you at?
1: Yeah. I mean, J Mark is going to be putting out the dynasty trade value chart. And so if you're looking for dynasty and keeper values, he's the guy and he does it. He's, he's cooking it up right now. It's going to be coming out here soon for October Hopefully, get the super flex in there for me. Uh, I'm keeping my guy J Mark, um, but for anybody, you know, there's al- offers are always on the table. If someone wants to offer me something good, J Mark
0: might be moved. I would, I wouldn't move you, J Mark. I'd ask for a premium. I'd ask for a premium. <laughs> for a premium. All, right. all right. Of course, I'm reading your question. Why not? That adds a little bit of spice to the show, changes it up a little bit. You gotta love this. All right, so let's get into our dynasty this or that segment. And what we're going to do for the next four weeks is really talk about the contract status. So so starting in week four, that's when you start to look at your dynasty roster and really think about, am I a contender or do I need to start to look at next year? And what what pieces do I need to move? And there are a ton of things that go into making that decision. And one of those, one of the biggest things is contract status. So we're going to, over the next four weeks, spend some time talking about contract free agents moving into the 2023 season and kind of wear our heads out. If you're a contending team, of course, you're going to go get these guys that are going to help you. But if you're looking at at the next season, who do you trust? Why do you trust them? Because contracts really will drive the market for those individuals. So we're going to get into that. And today we're going to get the running back position. We'll follow that up with the wide receivers next week and then tight ends and quarterbacks. And then we'll shift a little bit of that topic around. So I think the, the first guy we're going to talk about is the highest profile running back on the market right now and that's absolutely Saquon Barkley running back for the New York Giants, an unrestricted free agent for the New York Giants going into the 2023 season. Dave, where are you at with Saquon if you're looking at next season?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't watch a Giants game and realize that he is the only thing they have going for them on offense, and this is a team that they'll be they'll have some cap freed up. They did a lot of trimming of the roster. I know it's not a great idea to go and pay a whole lot of money to running backs, but Saquon could be that guy. The Giants are likely going to have a rookie quarterback on a, on a a rookie quarterback salary. And you could see that. And they're 100% going to move on from Kenny Galladay. So you just, you you move on from Kenny Galladay. They could be moving on right now, Um, but they're going to be moving on from Kenny Galladay and sliding that money right over to Saquon. I know it's going to be a lot. We all get the Zeke jokes and all that, but Saquon is 100% earning that. And at the least, he's going to get a franchise tag.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know that it really matters. Saquon is the type of talent that I believe is going to fit in most offenses. He's explosive enough to where wherever he goes, he's going to get a large majority, if not all of the running back work along with the reception. So I don't even really care if he stays in New York. I want him to because of Brian Duvall, but I don't think the question marks around where he might land would really change my opinion on what I'd be willing to pay for him. So I agree. I think he's definitely a buy for you in a situation where you're looking at trying to keep compete next year. What if you're doing like a teardown rebuild? Are you still looking at a guy like Saquon, or are you is he is he past kind of that AJ Pax? He's twenty six next season, be going into his age twenty seven season. It's typically not what I look at trying to do for for rebuilds. But but where are you at, Dave, with that rebuild as far as your dynasty roster? I mean, I, I
1: just did. A, I'm doing a DLF mock with uh, Ryan uh, McDowell, and I, I took Saquon in the in, in the fourth round, beginning of the fourth round. He's, you know, if you look at a lot of these backs, Eckler, Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Fournette, I mean, most of the starting running backs are above that age. And I know that's not what we're looking for, but like really right now, like right now is a good time that if you want to, if you are in a rebuild that you can trade Saquon and you probably should. Anytime you're in a rebuild, you trade your running backs because by the time that you rebuilt this team, they're too old. And they, have more your, value they should be their- your
0: last piece, right? Typically, yeah, from a you, dynasty.
1: If you're in a rebuild, you got to trade your running backs unless they're 22, 23 years old. Like, I'm not trading Javante Williams, stuff like that, DeAndre Swift, but like anyone over 25 is, is going CMC, Eckler, Barkley. Yep. All
0: right. I love it. Hey, look, Mark, J Mark is he's the mover. We can't deny that. But one sharp shark, it was, sounds like, dude, you already had your mind made up. You were moving on from J-Mark from the very beginning. You're disagreeing with all of us. It's crazy. And, of course, Dave's going to talk about the Giants and how he loves his Saquon. But, look, in the same breath, he said, we got to move Kenny Galladay. Like, so, I, I, I like Dave's takes. I think they're fair. He definitely doesn't wear the glasses like I do with the Browns, which is the next player that we're going to talk about moving into the 2023 season, Kareem Hunt, Ring back for the Cleveland Browns is an unrestricted free agent. Look, he's 28. He'll be close to 29 at the start, not quite 29 yet, but he'll turn turn 29 in season. Where are we at with Kareem Hunt from a dynasty perspective? Are you trying to sell him? Are you holding him until he signs somewhere? This is that interesting kind of dynamic that you play with some of these older running backs going into the last year of their deal.
1: Hunt is a perfect trade candidate right now. He's someone that like, he's got value. He's, you know, top 12 running back right now. Like you can move him for value, but next year he's going to have no value. And even if like, and I hear all these things about like, what if he went to Atlanta? What if he went to Houston? What if he went like some of these places, like that's not a great place for running back. Like, The Browns use him very well. He's getting 14-plus touches, did the same thing last year with a healthy Nick Chubb, and and it's a good offensive line, and the offense does focus on the run. I think he fits really really well in this offense, but again, another guy where he's going to be one year older. You want to trade descending assets. This is not an asset that's going to get any more value I don't care if he goes and he's the start running back for the Atlanta Falcons next year. His value is not going to go any higher than what it is right now. It's just going to continue to get lower because he's getting older and he's way past that, that age apex we're looking for. There's only been uh, as far as like 28 year old running backs. There's only been what well, was one guy last year, Cordero Patterson completely broke the mold. And then like two years before that we had one more guy, but in the last four years as a top 12 running back there's only been two.
0: Yeah, he's a guy I think I would hold for a little bit, right? And the reason is there is some of that intrigue that you can use to your advantage when people start to think of the offseason and Cream Hunt being an unrestricted free agent and remembering what he was in Kansas City. So I think the intrigue of him going to a backfield that he could, you know, potentially own might draw that value up a little bit. So for me, he's more of a late season sell than he is an early season sell right now because I think you're going to be able to, one, he's going to continue to produce throughout the season. Uh, Two, if Nick Chubb goes down, that's even more lucrative. And number three, that potential contract moving into a team that he could dominate snaps uh, in 2023. So for me, he's more of like a week eight A post week eight sell, you know, right before the trade deadline or right at the trade deadline one, because contenders are looking for players at that point in time. And you can sell the fact that it's not just a buy for this season. So, so I'd hold him for just a little bit and, and look, that's true. Right. And that's where my head went when Dave was talking about the Atlanta Falcons, we've seen Cordero Patterson put up two career games, both of which over 120 yards and a touchdown plus. Uh, so that something's working with that team right now. Now I think the situation changes next year. I don't think Marcus Mariota is the guy which changes that offense. I don't think Desmond Ritter may necessarily be the guy which changes that offense. So I don't know that I would trust necessarily that situation for the long term, though. Arthur Smith, probably not going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, let's move to another guy who we thought might be sharing the backfield because of a high rookie draft pick that came in, and that's Rashad Penny running back for the Seattle Seahawks. This guy's getting all the work, though. Rashad Penny's a very low snap share, very low carry share. DJ Dallas is getting some snaps, but Rashad Penny's getting the bulk of that work, and to be honest, he looks really good right now. His yards per carry's pretty high, above four, uh, I want to say it's almost five between the three weeks. He just hasn't scored a touchdown, which is really the kind of kicker for him right now. Had he sprinkled in a touchdown here or there in those first three weeks, we'd be talking a little bit more about Rashad Penny, I feel like. Still a pretty young-ish guy, right? He's right in between Saquon and Kareem Hunt. He's 20 – I think he just turned 27. So where are you at with Rashad Penny moving into the 2023 season?
1: I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen with him. I mean, Seattle most likely is going to move on from him. They gave him a one-year contract, and, um, you know, you have Ken Ken Walker there. Um, when I look at him, I, I, he's got 4.4 4. 4 yards per carry. Um but he has like this is it's not good fantasy production because he has three receptions on the year. So yep. three three receptions is not going to do it. Kenneth Walker had got he had five receptions in the last two weeks. DJ Dallas is converted receiver. He gets work. Travis Homer just went to the IR, which I think might open some more work up for DJ Dallas and Ken Walker. And Ken Walker's coming back from an injury. So let's yep. let's not forget like Ken Walker is getting kind of. Brought into the offense. And, and yeah, it, it looks really good. 14 attempts, 66 yards. And he looks really sharp week one, but week two, six attempts, fifteen yards for Penny. Yep. Week three, 12 for, for six sixty. He had two receptions. I can't see the yards on there, but Penny is like you can't, you can barely start him right now, and he's getting all the work. So if I have him, yeah, I'm selling him. I'm not buying him. And he's, you know, he's gonna be 20, 26 going up to 20. Uh, how's Pennies?
0: He's gonna be 27 next year. So I'm I'm moving on. All right. So we got we got a question around uh Joe Mixon and Miles Sanders. So uh he told him he was declining, but he's just curious of what our thoughts were. Standard league. He got offered Miles Sanders and Tony Pollard for Joe Mixon. And just from a multi-league standpoint. He's got a lot of Joe Mixon from league to league. So Dave, where are you at with that offer? And he yeah. is three and zero in that league. I'm assuming that it's a dynasty
1: league. I still would probably prefer Mixon. It's the better player. I don't have a whole lot of faith in Sanders. Uh, and, and I think Tony Pollard's good. good. Um, but Zeke is still there. So, and then we just don't know we're probably going to get into Tony Pollard here in a second. Um, I still would probably keep Mixon. Um, I, I I would still look into the offer and see if he can add something better than Miles Sanders. Yeah. Um, because Mixon right now, like 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 yeah, like Justin saying, Mixon's at a low, and like you don't sell a player on their like you sell someone after they've like you're like okay they're never gonna have a better like Dave Montgomery the other day I'm like he's not gonna have a better game than this. That's when you sell. You don't sell when. Um, Joe Mixon has 38 yards against the Jets.
0: Yeah, and for me, this is more of a question of question marks. Miles Sanders, next season, question mark. Tony Pollard, next season, question mark. Both of these guys are unrestricted free agents, and they're not – Miles Sanders is a younger guy, but Tony Pollard will be 27 going into next season. He is not – like, I think people perceive Tony Pollard to be young. He's he's really not. So, I don't know – that he has any more of a chance to get a starting job as a, say, Kareem Hunt or Rashad Penny going into next season. So I'm not moving a guy who's got two more years on his on his deal and Joe Mixon for two guys who could potentially not be starters and really kind of, quite honestly, fall off the map with the running back group that's coming in for the 2023 and the 2024.
1: Class. And this just real, real, real quick, so two points here. Number one, it's Thursday night, so move your players out of your flex. Number two, take all trades off the table if they're involving players playing tonight. Never leave a trade on the table during games. I hope that there's no one out there, but there are people that will see someone get hurt. Joe Mixon gets hurt tonight and go and accept a trade. Yep. So uh, just be careful out there, folks. But move your people out of your flex. Move your running backs and receivers to running back and receiver positions. You want that flexibility come Sunday. God forbid someone gets COVID. Somebody gets, uh, you know, somebody gets injured, you know, in practice tomorrow. You don't want to be stuck having to go pick up a guy off the waivers and cut a player you don't want to cut because you played somebody in the flex
0: tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And Justin agrees. Hold here. Keep your Joe Mixon share uh, and just keep him your most owned player through all your leagues. All right, so let's kind of lump some of these guys together. I want to, you know, we've got a lot of guys that are unrestricted free agents, but let's lump some of these in one and kind of talk a little bit about them. Let's talk about David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, Devin Singletary. Some of these guys that really you don't feel great about starting right now. They're more all five flex plays right now. David Montgomery had a really solid week. Tony Pollard getting some of that receiving work now. But where are we at with these five guys going into another contract, various kind of ages? Is there one that really kind of sticks out to you as a buy moving into a rebuilding type scenario? So the the players were... David Montgomery... Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard and Devin Singletary.
1: Yeah they're they're all in the same group and these guys could be moved around. Um, you know the the frustrating part about this is you know um, if you play if you don't play dynasty, please join try it. your off season is going to be so much more fun. Um, and you know you can have a, a fun off season when all your players sign to great teams. And you can also have a rough off season when your top, you know, one of your, one of your running backs go, they go and you have James Robinson and they, they go and draft Drake. private CTN, um, which ended up not being a bad thing. Um, but I just don't know if any of those. I think Tony Pollard is probably the most exciting. I, I you know, we're going to talk about another time, but I think Zeke is, is on the roster bubble. I would not be surprised if the, the Cowboys were to, to cut or trade Zeke next year. He's too old, too expensive, and he's just inefficient. Um, But even if Zeke stays, I think Pollard's going to be the 1A. And I just – I don't know what the Bills are going to do with Singletary, but every single year we've counted him out, and he's just, like, popped back up. Um, Those are the two guys. Uh, Miles
0: Sanders, I don't know. I, I just don't know with him. Yeah. See, for me, I lean more looking at Miles Sanders and David Montgomery because I feel like they could fit that mold of the Arizona Cardinals. So when you think about what James Conner is and how they utilize him, really, I feel like David Montgomery and Miles Sanders kind of fit that mold. And if they want to move on from James Conner, okay. which they can, but um, I think they have a pretty solid fit there if Arizona doesn't look at drafting a running back in next year's, uh, you know, in that 2023 draft. So I kind of lean more towards David Montgomery and Miles Sanders. I just think think they're both more talented than Josh Jacobs. Neither one of us have really talked about him at all. I think they're both much more talented than Devin Singletary. I think the one is around Tony Pollard, and I think Tony Pollard quite possibly stays in Dallas, right? I think... They like him a lot. I think they're going to find out a way to pay him. Uh, and that's that's what we're going to try to do. So get out of here with that.
1: Pollard's yeah. the a better
0: cowboy running back. So blah, blah, blah. And then he's telling me I'm late to the party. What is up with that? No, he was late to
1: the party. He's asking what you're drinking. Oh. Sorry, Justin. He's had a little too much of that. Uh, I have.
0: So I have a uh, maple syrup, old-fashioned, with chili bitters and a Michter's Rye as the the bourbon in it. So, you know, and if you didn't listen to Old Fashioned Football, I highly recommend it. Hosted again by J. Mark and J. Mark's wifey, Miranda. Uh, they actually talked about putting ryes in uh, their Old Fashions and actually probably liking it more. That has been my go-to for years is rye whiskey in in old fashions, even in the Manhattans, I just think it's better. Uh, and it is, it's the tits as, as I've heard some young kids call it nowadays. So. Yeah. That's the um, the bee's knees. The bee's knees. That's right. (laughs) All right. So we're going to get out of this running back contract and we're actually going to move into our rookie report cards and our rookie report cards are brought to you by no house advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in Pick'em contests versus other people for a shot at winning $250,000 plus in cash. Download the app. Choose a contest, select your player props and earn points for all your correct picks and watch yourself climb that leaderboard for your shot to win big time money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and a 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet up to five player prop over and unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but it's also where you play and you don't want to miss out on this. So sign up now with our promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match of $25. All
1: right, well, let's talk about Babbel. Uh, if you're like me, there's a foreign language that you regret not learning in school It's never too late to start with Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy byte language lessons, you can finally cross that, learn that new language, you know, crossing that new language off your list. Um, With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson. So you can start having a real life conversation, new language in a little, in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps, such as AI for, you know, for their lessons plan, you know, use AI for their lessons plans, but Babbel lessons were created by 150 language experts and, and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn Babbel. In, to, to, in addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, video stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee Start your new language lesson, language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babble.com/sgp. That's babble.com/sgp for up to 55% your subscription. Babbel,
0: language for life. All right. And odds trader is a place to compare all your odds from all your major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books two other sports books to make sure you're getting the best deal out there. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for you as a better to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so that you as a better can keep records of all your games and your betting activity. So go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Again, that's oddstrader.com slash blue wire Odds the number one site for all your game day bets. And look, Honey is another great – there's a whole slew of comments coming in around – really around honey and boobs at this point. Uh, Honey, definitely an underrated addition to drinks. There are a lot of honey drinks out there. Uh, I have not heard of the bee's knees yet, J-Mark, but I may have to look it up after we're done just to find out. Who knows? Maybe I'll make one while I'm watching Cincinnati lose tonight. (laughs) Cincinnati. All right, let's move into our rookie report cards, Dave. This is your deal. Let's hear what you got, man.
1: Yeah, so we've been doing the rookie report cards every single week, and it's been a lot of fun just looking at it because, you know, when you you look at how a guy performs one week and you you can't chase the points, but looking at some of the trends have helped us predict who's going to break out. And I feel like when you're looking at opportunities, you're looking at, you know, all these, all these metrics that can predict future success, that's going to give you the edge. That's going to find your buy low candidates. So just to go off a few, I mean, Drake London, Drake London looks like the absolute real deal. 72% is averaging 75% snap share, 8.3 targets, 5.3 receptions, 71.3 yards and and 0.6 touchdowns. Per game, this guy absolutely looks like the real deal. I know this this uh, class got a lot of, a lot of people crapped on this class. Drake London, maybe the best receiver in the class. He was the first one taken off the board, but you know it's it's gonna be very close because he's not the only one that's doing well. The guy right behind him, if he didn't get injured halfway through the game, he might you know he might have had a monster week. So Garrett Wilson went from forty nine percent snaps to sixty one last week. He got injured halfway through the game and still had 63% of snaps, 10 targets, turned that into six receptions, 60 yards. Again, it was a little bit slower because of what happened, but this is another guy absolutely looks the part. When you watch him, you watch the game film, he is just manipulating safeties, manipulating corners, another one of these route-running savants coming out of Ohio State. And, you know, I Elijah Moore fans, like, I am one of you. But you need to be realistic. Zach Wilson did not target Elijah Moore last year. It was Mike White, Joe Flacco. It's not going to turn around for you, and all of a sudden, Elijah Moore is going to be the one. Elijah Moore may get more targets than he's been getting, but he's not going to be the one. Wilson is the one. The Jets told us this offseason that they you cut off. That they want to have an alpha. And a lot they they try to trade uh, two top 35 picks, uh two, and two thirds for Tyree Kill, which on the trade chart actually was more than what Miami was offering. But they both trades were accepted by Kansas City. Tyree Kill chose Miami. Then they went and tried to trade number 10 for DK Metcalf. They tried to trade pick number 10 for DK Metcalf. Seattle said no. So then what do they do with pick number 10? They picked a receiver, Garrett not Wilson. good for Elijah Moore. When they are when when they are going and actively looking for a stud, it's not good for Elijah Moore. I think he's gonna be a good receiver in the NFL, but I don't think he's gonna be a number one. And uh, Garrett Wilson is obviously that guy. Chris Olave, we told you last week, based on everything, go get Chris Olave before it's too late. I'm sorry, guys, it is too late. I need a soundboard because he turned, he had 13 targets. He had 100 more air yards than any other rookie receiver, and he only had five receptions and 88 yards. Only had five receptions for 88 yards. What does he do this week? 13 targets, nine receptions, 147 yards, inches from scoring a touchdown. If he scores that touchdown, people are going to explode over this guy. You still might be able to get him, but he is currently averaging 92 yards a game as a rookie, and he's averaging almost 10 targets. He is the number one in that offense not Michael Thomas. So I gave him an A-plus on his progress report. So now to, I, I,
0: I put would that on the fridge. Pump the brakes just a little bit on Olave because they did lose both Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry in that game. But I don't disagree with anything you said, but there is a little bit of background and context to why he had so many targets and why he had the yardage is not a surprise because he's had that yardage the first two weeks right? He was being heavily targeted down the field. I want to say he led all rookies in target air yards. So he was getting those down the field targets regardless, but there is some reason as to why. And I don't know that he's going to continue to get that vast number of targets moving forward.
1: And the reason I'll disagree is that he had 75% of snaps week two, 74 week one, but the targets were 13 week two. And so he didn't get any more targets. Week three at thirteen, exactly the same amount. The air That's yards right. is about the same. And honestly, this Jameis just missed them by you know, it just could not connect. So like those weren't drops; those were just uncatchable targets. And when you're targeting somebody that far down the field, it's it's obviously a less likely. Um, Jahan Dotson, people love the grades. I ha- I put the grades on there honestly just so people on Reddit can tell me I'm stupid, <laughs> because they just like. Your grades are so inconsistent. How does Jahan Dotson have two touchdowns and he's he's got a grade of a D? And I said, well, I'm grading his week three performance, not his week one performance. And so Jahan Dotson had a, a slow week three. And my concerns with him are really just, it's it's a pretty, even though they're running three receiver sets and he's on, out there for 87% of the targets, um, 87% of the snaps, 91% on average. He's still not, he's not crossed over eight targets a game. And with those eight targets, he had two receptions for 19 yards. So Dotson is someone that you're just going to have to slowly wait on. Even though he's got three touchdowns on the year already, you're just going to, you're going to have to wait a little bit because 40 yards a game, three catches a game, that's just not going to cut it. And Curtis Samuel and, and Terry McLaurin look really good. And now Washington's finally starting to play like better matchups. Carson Wentz got sacked nine times and he just he he looks like Carson Wentz like yeah. well
0: and when 20 of his 30-ish plus attempts are going to Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin. There's not enough to go around to sustain all three of these guys.
1: Yeah, and 10 of them
0: are going to the defense. So is is he a buy for you then out of all these rookie-wide receivers, or do you expect because of that big contract they gave Terry McLaurin because they really gave, and Curtis Samuel last season, they gave him, I think, a three-year contract. Is he a guy you're looking to buy and kind of stash for a season until they move on from one of these guys, or is he somebody you're waiting on? It just
1: depends on the price. I, I wouldn't go and actively go after Dotson because, like, unlike Alave and and Wilson, he's there's not a clear path for him to be the number one. And so, and then you have no idea what's going to happen. Like Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz, and like we already saw, like there's so many times where he's thrown the ball to the defense this year. They just haven't caught it yet. Yep. I, I mean, it's just you know it could change really quickly. And then who's their who's their quarterback next year? And if it is Carson Wentz, is that a Sam good thing? Howell? Nah. So you, you don't know, like, and maybe it's Jimmy Garoppolo. They were supposed to get Jimmy Garoppolo already. Like, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a likely candidate, and is that much better? Dude's running out of the back of the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He make, he's making Carson Wentz. <laughs> Did you see Dan
0: Orlovsky's yeah. tweet?
1: <laughs> so uh, Traylon Burks, oh, I love it. Traylon Burks, uh, you know, he's something. He was on sixty-nine percent of snaps, so his snap counts went up but then his targets went down and we had one reception on two targets for 13 yards. Like they're going to get him more involved, but I just don't think it's going to turn around. Like you're not going to see AJ Brown type production right away with, from this guy. And like Robert Woods was involved. They're, they, they just, they're not going to involve him like it, like it was um, Christian Watson. I don't like Christian Watson at all, but you might be able to get him for a bag of chips right now. I will say when he's out there. Don't they, even
0: eat the bag of chips. Don't give they, the bag of chips. They away. are Just designing plays for him.
1: But here's my buy low. Brees Hall. So Brees Hall is someone like, let's not forget like JT. Uh, a lot of these running backs, they, they started out slow and then crushed it. Brees Hall is is, he's a much better running back than Michael Carter. The Jets will eventually figure that out. And this target share that he's getting, like,
0: Oh, Brees he's Hall. on track for almost 100 targets. Yeah,
1: Brees Hall right yes. now, he's set 7.3 targets a game. This is a running back. Yep. And this is, like, they're going to figure it out. But Zach Wilson's, you know, the Bears, uh, Bears, the Jets are also on pace for 300 more passing yards that, or passing attempts than any team ever. Like, eventually it's going to it's gonna stop. They're not going to pass the ball for 900 times. Like, no. it's ridiculous. But they they will continue to pass the ball quite a bit. And, uh, and Brees Hall is, is one of these running backs where people are just down on him and you can go get Brees Hall right now. Who's he's, he's had six, seven, and then eight rushing attempts. He's averaging 37.3 yards per game, but the, the passings kept him in it. Like people look at Brees Hall and say, he's like, he's not had good weeks, six receptions for 38 yards, one reception for 10, five receptions for 53 yards. Like, like, Those, like that's going to carry you, and so with Michael Carter, averaging
0: damn near close to six yards a carry, also, so it's not like this guy's not doing well with the opportunity he's getting. So you got it, yeah. I mean, the opportunity is going to.
1: Reese Hall is definitely a buy. Uh, Kenneth Walker, I'm. I mean, he's another one. I I I would buy Kenneth Walker right now. I think the price is going to be right. George Pickens is interesting. I'm a little worried about what's going to happen with the the quarterback situation. Uh they do have a bye week week nine if if Mitch can make it that far. But does does that instantly fix things? Because again, he doesn't have a clear path to be a number one. Deontay is the clear cut number one. Then you're gonna have you have Fire Claypool, and you got Pickens. Um, Pickens is getting a lot of air yards, but he's still not getting a lot of targets. That and catch he's just, was
0: so nasty though.
1: He's 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 not gonna be very efficient right now. He's He had seven targets last week, which was way more than he's got the week before. He had five the weeks before, but he only had three receptions for 39 yards. So, like, he's just far from being on your roster. Um, Alec Pierce actually had a pretty good week last week. Sky Moore, oh, my God. Sky Moore is droppable in redraft. And I don't want to drop him in, in a Dynasty, but like he needs to be buried on your yes.
0: bench. It's close. He he muffed two kicks also, yeah. which is not helping his case to get on the field.
1: No. And so James Cook, this is one that like actually was interesting. I know this was an interesting game script because they were just in a shootout. But he showed some signs of life. The first two weeks were really, really bad. But he had five targets, four receptions, 37 yards. And that's his calling card is the receiving game. Before that, he had literally one target, zero yards combined the first two games. So seeing a and little bit of yeah And he fumbled it. Yeah, and he fumbled the first, you know, the first uh, NFL snap for him. And they kind of took him out of the game yep. and let him just relax. And then he, he played a bunch of snaps in week two when they were blowing Titans out. But he was involved here. He only was on 8% of snaps, and he still got five targets. Like, that's, that's, that's good. Damian Pierce, he had a great game. We called it. We told you guys to get Damian Pierce. We called it, and now um, he's got a pretty good couple of games. But you're not going to be able to get Damian Pierce right now, just because people are going to want too much for him.
0: I don't yeah. know why we're dogging Funyuns. One Any shot, that. Yeah. yeah.
1: My son Funyuns loves are Funyuns. delicious.
0: Yeah, Romeo Dobbs.
1: So if you had if the redraft redraft question is on fantasy footballers today. You're you're looking at the waiver wire. You got an empty bench spot, Romeo Dobbs, Traylon Burks. Which one are you picking out the rest of the year? Romeo Dobbs. Yep. Same here. Better quarterback, and,
0: more opportunity.
1: And he, he you know, he's doing a lot with his opportunities. He's had he, he's had a combined 16 targets and he's caught 14 of those. But that's that's gonna do it for Aaron Rodgers. And his percentages went from 57 to 37 to 89 percent last week. And then he had the touchdown. So your chance of buying him is probably done, but you know Romeo Dobbs in, in your your redraft leagues. See if he's available. He's someone you should have picked up this week. Tyler Algier is, is not good. Um, he's just not good. Um, <laughs> that's all I got for this week. But again, check that out. We're doing the series every single week. Big thanks to Brad. Big thanks to Bruni for helping me put that together. I love doing it. I love. I, th- I just love seeing those things. And if you guys want any specific stats, let us know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You can find that dork report, as it's called, on the sportsgamblingpodcast.com website under Fantasy Football. So make sure you check that out. And like Dave said, hit him up on Twitter if you have any questions. All right. So we talked about how week four is kind of like that initial trade starting in Dynasty Leagues. That's when you see a lot of trades start to happen And we're already seeing it. So we're going to cover some recent Dynasty trades and just talk through the thought process of kind of a rebuilding type of roster or a looking towards next season roster and which side we would like. And that is brought to you by the Elias Game Plan app. Did you know the best day of the week is actually Monday? maybe a little bit of Thursday and Sunday because it is it is the NFL season and it is our absolute favorite time of the year. And whether you're into fantasy leagues, betting on your team, or just taking highlights around the water cooler at work, the NFL season just got a hell of a lot better thanks to the Elias Game Plan app, which is the ultimate sports betting app for fantasy companions and the NFL, M- NBA, and MLB. The Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats, the Elias Sports Bureau. They're the official statisticians of the U.S. Pro Sports League, including the NFL. The Elias Game Plan is full of information and insights provided by their renowned research team, which means they constantly give you information that is up to date and that you can trust. This app gives you everything you need this season to get a competitive edge. You get league-validated team and player news, stats, head-to-head team comparisons ahead of their matchups, along with the beautiful, my absolute favorite, Elias key insights from their statisticians, including their injury impact analysis. So the Elias game plan is also releasing new features all the time, like their chat function, which allows you to talk directly with their researchers. So everybody makes their bets based on kind of that intuition, right? I look at it and say, you know what? It's looking like it's going to rain. The winds are a little high. I want to I bet the over on the rushing stats. But let me go look at Elias and see what their insights are. So now I get some statistics that back up my gut. It is absolutely beautiful. So elevate your NFL season today and download the Elias Game Plan app. Again, that's Elias. Elias. And now we have a special offer for you when you subscribe. You get 15% off your annual subscription. But that's only if you use our promo code SGPN15. SGPN15. Find the Elias, Elias Game Plan Sports Betting app in the App Store or your Play Store today and use our promo code SGPN15.
1: So if you're listening to the show, you probably watch football, right? If you watch football, you need FUBO TV. Fubo TV gives you the complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL red zone plus games in 4k at no extra charge over a hundred channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR plus there's no contract no commitment and you can cancel at any time right now you can try Fubo TV for free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FUBOTV.com SGP. That's FuboTv.com
0: bash SGP. Beautiful. All right. Let's get into a couple of these trades. We're hearing about this Bengals game already and their uniforms being cool. Those there is are nothing. Clean. There is nothing cool about the Bengals. Okay. Nothing. All right. I'm putting but, I'm putting 10 bucks on the Bengals right now. <laughs> <laughs> Always bet against me. Always bet against me. All right, so let's look at a couple of these trades and talk through the dynasty impact and what side you prefer based on a rebuilding type of situation. So the first one is someone gave up Leonard Fournette, running back for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Jerry Judy, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos, for a first and third round rookie pick in 2023. So, Dave, where are you at with that trade? It obviously makes sense from a rebuilding perspective. You're moving on from a Leonard Fournette, but moving on from Jerry Judy seems a little odd to me. A young wide receiver in a what we hope is an up and coming offense. No, the first three weeks hasn't been for just the first and the third in next year's draft.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of that. So, if you're if you have a rebuilding roster, do not sell two assets in the same deal you, you just can't do it because you're getting rid of jerry you, you could probably you could probably get more for them separate versus selling them as a package so like four net yeah i get it like four probably not worth a first but if you have a contender maybe a late first jerry judy probably the same thing so if you can get too late first versus you know or a first and a second versus a first and a third I just feel like you're giving them away too much. And
0: because you traded them together, that's why that happened. Yeah, and I feel like most likely the trade, the initial trade offer was probably Leonard Fournette for a first. And it got countered Leonard Fournette and Judy for a first. And let let me add a little slap and tickle on with that third round pick, right? Making it feel like they're helping you out, which is really, I'm just not sure that's it. So I agree. You look to try to do these things one asset at a time. I don't disagree that the jury is out on Jerry Judy, Sharp Shark. I I wouldn't say he's washed. He's just been a guy who's hurt all the time. And we've seen this story before, right? Think about Debo. His first two seasons, he was always hurt, right? Everybody was out on Debo. You draft him in the seventh round and boom, you get a, a top five wide receiver finish because he was able to stay healthy. We all know Jerry Judy has the talent and the route running capabilities to be a, we'll say wide receiver two, especially because Cortland Sutton's on that offense, and that's a that's an asset you kind of want on your on your team, especially when they're very young. So I'm not ready to say he's washed and that he was washed from the very get go because injuries are the kind of driver there. But I agree, I would look at Leonard Fournette for a late first, maybe two seconds, something like that and then try to move Jerry Judy. But I don't know that I'd look to move Jerry Judy at all in a rebuild because I feel like you're moving him low right now because he he missed a yeah, week. He had a boom week. So what do you do with him? So that's where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next one up is Tyreek Hill for the exact same, a first and a third in 2023. This trade does not, I feel like the value is probably what you would actually get out of Tyreek Hill. I don't think anybody's paying two firsts or anything like that for for Tyreek Hill right now, but I'm also not willing to sell him for this. He's not an old wide receiver. He's 27. We've seen him still get those explosive plays with two in the Miami Dolphins offense. So where are you at with this offer, Dave?
1: Yeah, I just don't take the first offer and like, It's okay to wait. Like I feel like that both these guys were just not patient and they were like, Ooh, I can get a 23 first. So I'm taking it. I will say this. We have no context. So we don't know if these are early or mid first. So if that's an early first, that changes everything for both trades. Yep. But if you're, you're getting, someone's paying a first, it's most likely going to be a late first. And so if you're getting a late first and a third for, for Tyree kill, this makes no sense. Like you just need to to be more patient and trade my wife before I trade Tyree Kill. i I want to put listening. that on camera real my quick. My wife's
0: listening, so um, <laughs> I would not do that. My wife won't listen, so I could say it if it was true, but it's not true. So, um, <laughs> all right, all right, let's move on to the next offer, and this one gets really interesting. I feel like because I you have some truthers on both sides of the argument, and that is. Someone is giving up Devonta Smith and a fourth round 2023 rookie for Darnell Mooney and a first in 2023. So Dave, where are you at with this one? Because I think this may be the first one that we differ a little bit in. Devonta Smith for Darnell Mooney and a late first. Uh, well, it doesn't say it doesn't say later early. It just says 2023 first.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and Devonta Smith is coming off the big week, so um, so yeah. I, I don't know I, I I'm just like I Darno Mooney is just that's just a mess so like he doesn't really have much and redraft like I'm I can drop Darno Mooney right now and redraft and not even think twice about it um which sucks because I think he's a good player but um I don't know like everyone gets excited about like the the what if with these picks and like yeah they could be great but like you look at it like people. Didn't really expect Chris Olave to be as good as he is, or, or Dotson to be as good as he is. So like Dotson was like a second round pick, you know, like, and then you got other guys that took Sky Moore at 106, 107. So like Devonta Smith, you know, is good. So I'm keeping Devonta
0: over Moon in a first. Yeah, this is because I am probably the Devonta Smith truther out of the group right now. I've got him probably too high in my dynasty rankings. Um, I've been waiting for this because I, I really believe he is one of the better wide receivers in the NFL just in general. But if I'm looking to rebuild, I also believe that Darnell Mooney is a very good wide receiver. He's not producing, not at his own fault. He's not producing at the fault of Justin Fields. And the fact that Matt Eberflus and that offense that, 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 um, um got Luke gets luke gets is running is they just don't trust him to throw the football right now so they're not asking him to
1: yeah i saw um, i saw stat that he's got 9.1 percent um every 9.1 percent of his 9.1 percent of his throws are qualified as dangerous
0: throws yep like turnover worthy plays yes and, and I, I just He's not going to be there next season. It's a new regime. They're going to be looking to make a change. And I trust that Darnell Mooney really is that good. One of my favorite things to look at from a wide receiver perspective is Matt Harmon's reception perception. You go in there, you take a look at that. There is a lot of great information around how good the wide receiver is, regardless of the quarterback play. It tells you the percentage of routes that they run, and it tells you whether or not they win at those routes. And Darnell Mooney wins at all levels of the football field. He's a guy that just knows really well how to play the game of football. And I expect that to transition. He's not going to just forget how to play. Once he gets a quarterback, I do think he's going to improve in the fantasy football realm because he's a really good football player. So as much as I love Devonta Smith, I think I'm taking Mooney and a first in this deal in a very strong class in 2023 that could be a quarterback that could be a great running back that could be a great wide receiver there were a lot of possibilities with that first and that first if i don't want to use it i can sell it at draft time and probably get way more than devonta smith there well and uh we just did a
1: 2023 mock draft with pat fitzmorris matt hicks and angelo from angelo analysis go check that out on sportslandpodcast.com um it, It's 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 a, it was fun. It was a lot of fun, and then we also added like best available players. But yeah, check out 2023 mock draft with
0: SGPN. All right, let's do one more of these trades, and then we'll get out of here so that you can enjoy this football game that has probably already kicked off. Uh, I don't have a clock. It has. Me, I missed my pretty- underdog. I think it's put underdog slip in tonight. Damn it! Sorry, Dave. All right, well, for because of that, let's just get one more in. It doesn't matter anyway. All right, so Patrick Mahomes, this is a little bit bigger. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Jacobs, and Jerry Judy for Kyler Murray, Cam Akers, Traylon Burks, and a 23 first.
1: Oof. So Kyler Murray, Cam Akers, Traylon Burks, 23 first. For Patrick
0: Mahomes jacobs judy. and judy oof
1: i like mahomes more than i like kyler for sure but i i don't like the rest of the patrick mahomes side so i'm gonna go with the first because I, I i take the first over judy i would take the first over jacobs for sure i would take Mahomes over kyler but i would the rest of it give me burks and uh you know i'll take that side
0: Yeah, that's where I'm at. And I'm taking this completely out of context because I know this isn't what Sharp Shark meant when he said 100%. But look, he agrees with us too. 100% on that Kyler, Cam Akers, Traylon Burks and that 23 first side. There's just so much more upside with Traylon Burks uh, than what you're going to get out of Jerry Judy. We talked about Josh Jacobs in the running back contract segment. Neither of us wanted anything to do with Josh Jacobs. We didn't even talk about him, right? Cam Akers on that rookie deal. He'll be going into his third year. And you still have that 23 first and and a quarterback with some rushing upside. I just think from a rebuild perspective, this is a great, play because while yes you are taking and these are all super flex leagues as well even though you are taking that downgrade perceived downgrade at the quarterback position you're improving everywhere else and adding some youth which is what you want you want more shots on goal When you're doing a rebuild, you don't want to put all your eggs into a few baskets here. So I think that's a great move, moving Patrick Mahomes and some questionable talent for a few other. I'm not sure things because it's a rebuild, but more shots on goal. So I think, I think I'm glad we agree there. Dave, we made it through, man. All right, we made it through. Let's get out of here. Let's watch this Bengals game. Let's let everybody else get to the Bengals game and we'll do this again on Monday. All right. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate everybody as always. Good luck this season. Yep. You can find me at FF Bourbon Dude on Twitter. Dave is at Dynasty Dorks. Cheers. <laughs>